Have you ever encountered a hurdle with launching or growing your business? Listen, there are two things that run a business, the back end and your soft skills. Telling you right now, if these aren't in place, you'll lose clients and you'll lose money. You don't want that? Well, you're in the right place. Hey, I'm Dana. Hey, I'm Sarah. We're your hosts of the Entrepreneur Encounter, and we're going to give you a behind the scenes glance into our businesses, give you genuine feedback, tips and tricks, plus occasionally bring on guests that care about supporting you to grow your business organically and nurturing authentic relationships. Are you ready? Attention service-based entrepreneurs, unleash the power of Pinterest with a professionally optimized business account. In case you're new here, my name is Dana, co-host of Entrepreneur Encounter, and I want to be your Pinterest setup specialist. Together, we will tailor your Pinterest presence to your brand and audience, optimize your profile with captivating visuals and descriptions, develop a strategic pinning plan to reach your target audience, and then integrate Pinterest with your other marketing channels so you can repurpose instead of working harder. Then if you love your Pinterest account setup, I do have ongoing support packages for continued success. So if you've been wanting to unlock Pinterest potential for your wedding planning business, contact me at my website, ddvirtualmanagement.com and we can get started. Well, entrepreneurs, it's Halloween. It's pretty crazy how the time has flown by. I mean, it's literally the last day of October. (laughs) Your favorite season and holiday. Oh my goodness. I'm super excited. (laughs) What's your costume? Chucky. Of course it is. I'm going to be Chucky. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, I am a Olympian goddess because my son wanted to be Percy Jackson. (laughs) That's awesome. I wasn't entirely sure what I wanted to be. And I'm like, I can just throw some overalls and a shirt together. And I have red hair. (laughs) So it works. Mom stuff right there. Yeah. (laughs) So we're going to wrap up this month's theme on decision making. There's so many aspects that go into decision making. You know, you got problem solving, even making mistakes when you're making a decision. So you made the decision to start your business. Let me tell you, being an entrepreneur is scary. Not really scary bad, but scary good. Wouldn't you think, Dana? Wouldn't it be a scary good? I think some days are scary bad, but most days are scary good. Like To me, I would compare it to the anticipation of a roller coaster, like going up the hill and it's like clinking. Oh, yeah. Oh, my gosh. I'm so scared. This is going to be awful. But, you know, it's a thrill ride. So, of course, it's good. And you end up screaming your head off in excitement. And that's kind of what diving into entrepreneurship, honestly, and riding the wave of entrepreneurship is the entire time until you retire. If we do retire. No, I'm just kidding. (laughs) One day. One day. (laughs) One day. (laughs) But how do we overcome being terrified of running a business? I mean, there's these thoughts that may run through your head. I'm scared to start a business. I'm scared to run my own business. I'm scared because I don't know if enough people would be interested. I'm scared to start a business because I'm not good at sales or don't know if I will make enough money. I would also add... I'm scared of trusting someone else to run my business, like letting go of responsibilities and tasks and delegating certain things or being scared of success. Like 
starting the business is scary and exhilarating, but also being successful and being that industry leader where all eyes are on you. If you're not an extroverted extrovert, you're going to hate having all eyes on you and you almost self-sabotage. So you're terrified of just being scared to grow or even get started. When you talk about like getting in front of people and being an extrovert, I'm definitely not. So I know for me, it's frightening, especially getting up in front of a group of people. And when the light's on you, when you have a mic in your hands, you know, when I do many workshops, that's frightening. But you just do it scared. Honestly, just do it scared. Because if you just don't do it, then how would you know that it's going to work or not? That has been my mantra for so, so long is feel the fear and do it anyway. I mean, I get anxious about a lot of things. I get distracted and I don't necessarily mean to put things off until the last minute, but there's always so much to do. Then I'm like, what decision do I need to make first and then let everything else fall into place? So I just usually end up sitting at my desk and mentally think, all right, feel the fear and do it anyway and just pick a decision. Usually it doesn't matter which decision or which task gets done first, just something has to get started. Yeah, just do it. I mean, like it comes down to the way that you're talking to yourself. I mean, if you're afraid of being scared, this is you having negative self-talk. You know, nothing is going to happen overnight. I know when I started my business, I honestly thought I was like, yeah, I'm going to start making all this money within like the next six months. No, it does not happen like that. That takes time and you still have to make the decision to do what you want to do. Because again, if you don't, then you'll never know. If you're just like thinking about it, like, yeah, I want to start a business or yeah, I want to hire a team or whatever you're thinking about doing. And if you don't do it, then it's just not going to happen. I think that's a bigger fear of it's just not going to happen. Yeah. Like when we talk about, you know, again, back to the negative self-talk, like, well, it's not going to happen. So I'm not going to do it. Like, I'm not going to make $10,000 in the next couple months. So I'm just going to sit back and just watch other people do it. If you want it, you need to go get it. (laughs) (laughs) I like that. (laughs) Yeah. So earlier you had talked about the space shuttle challenger. Can you elaborate on that a little bit more? Oh, yeah, for sure. So when we're talking about failing, failing is not about sitting in your office and just trying to figure things out. So. The space shuttle in 86, I know I wasn't born then, I wasn't born yet, but obviously it is part of our history. The space shuttle that went off before it hit space, it blew up. So how does this compare to failing? So they had to do all the research, they had to build the rocket, they had to hire people to design it, get money to build it, and launch the rocket. And this rocket had to go up and had to explode and people died. That is what is meant by failure because people died. So when you think about the failure, like, you know, my business is failing, like it's not really the end of the world. I know this sounds kind of harsh, but it's true. I mean, there was a mistake. There was a decision that was made that ended up resulting in people dying. So when you think about it, it's scary because... I'm sure they didn't want to fail at what they were doing, what they were trying to accomplish. And yes, these are horrible mistakes, but something needs to happen before you consider it a failure. And even then you have the decision to say, 
it's not a complete failure unless you stop trying. So how do we get rid of this fear? You need to initially have those thoughts and make the decision that you will succeed. Your road to success is going to look different than the person sitting beside you. You just have, but you both still have to think about it and do it. You have to change your attitude. Those scientists building the shuttle, they didn't stop, even though they hit this awful setback. They did fail in this one instance, but they learned from it, tried again, and now we've made it to space. We send many things into space for discoveries and learning, and that wouldn't have happened if they didn't have to learn from this failure. So changing your attitude is probably the first step and is probably one of the hardest things. Being active and making choices to go and do something is so much easier when your mindset is in place. If you're sitting here listening to this podcast and just kind of thinking about it, you're only doing part of the process. Hey, listeners, Sarah here. I'm on a mission to humanize the workplace for your growing business. The way that your business runs internally affects the business as a whole, such as team retention and satisfaction of your customers. There's a really big number that is kind of scary. 30,000 people plus a year of people that leave the workforce because of the way that the businesses run internally. So I want to change that. I want to ensure that your business is set up for success. So what does this look like? We'll evaluate your business and team satisfaction as a whole. We'll dive deep into the systems and the programs that you have set up for professional development for your team. And then after that, you can get ongoing support for your business and your team. And this looks like the admin side, project management, soft skills training, workplace coaching to set your team up for success so that there's not a high turnover. And again, the goal here is to elevate the success of your business. The easiest way that you can contact me is to send me a DM on Facebook or send me an email at sarah at urrembertllc.com. So Sarah did some digging and found some quotes from other CEOs that we thought would be interesting to share. And so one of the things that we came up with or she found was what scares you most about owning a business? And Jessica Mosley from TCS Interpreting said, what scares me most is that any decision I make or action I take may impact the livelihood of my employees and their families. This potentially is always at the forefront of my mind. So tying this into my own like pillars of my business and like the foundations that I'm setting, one of the biggest things I wanted to do with my business was help others like me. So when I launched my business was a single mother of soon to be three children. I was working a full-time job. Thank goodness it was a Monday through Friday, nine to five. I did have my weekends with my kids, but Things were expensive back then, three or four years ago, or even more expensive now, but I couldn't go out and work two full-time jobs. I would literally never see my children. So it would be like they lost both parents. So I launched my business. And one of the things I wanted to do is when I got to the point of being able to hire people to help me, I was very specific with myself that I wanted to hire single parents. 
that needed help making ends meet or needed that flexibility so that they could spend more time with their kids or do whatever it is that they needed to do. And that's the foundations that I set. So whenever I hire a new person, we talk about their schedules. We talk about their availability. We talk about their strengths. If their kids are in the camera during a like a coffee chat or check-in, team check-in or whatever, I'm not bothered by it. And all of the clients that I work with understand that we are parents first. So while we do our best to create like a quiet background, there is no guarantee that a child will not pop into view and ask some random question. Yep. <laughs> now, if they're screaming and, and, you know, acting wild and crazy, then yes, I'll go in, but I'll pause my mic or take a second to answer the quick question and then get right back to business because we're people first. With a real life example, literally yesterday, I did a branding photo shoot a couple weeks ago and I got my reveal session. <sighs> in the middle of dissecting which images I liked and wanted to get my potty training toddler came into my meeting and asked permission to go poop. (laughs) (laughs) I wanted to die. (laughs) I mean, it's life. And I'd rather her come ask than me come out of my meeting and (laughs) have a problem on my hands. So... We kind of roll with it. We made the decision to include our families in what we're doing in my business. I made the decision to hire single parents or families that need that wiggle room. So I do work with a lot of moms in my business. Yeah, that's awesome. I totally relate to that because let me tell you, (laughs) having kids and running a business, especially from home when they want to come in and be like, what are you doing? I think it's cool that they're interested. You know, they're curious. They're like, what's going on? You know? (laughs) Another quote. So this question is, what past decision haunts you today? Not expanding sooner or more boldly pursuing clients in the beginning. When starting out, there's a tendency to rely on your network, which is important, but you need to have full faith in your mission and chase your dream clients. Often, the only thing standing in the way of success is your own self-doubt. This is from Kelly Gibson's from Maine and Rose. That is very true. I mean, obviously, we get so comfortable with the people that we know that oftentimes I see myself included at times not want to go beyond the people that we know. Networking can be scary, especially when you're going to a new networking event that you've never been to. So you're trying to figure out like, who do I talk to? What do I say? But that is your self-doubt talking. You need to just get in front of that say screw you self-doubt like (laughs) let's meet new people so yeah and then if you want to work with somebody like you need to create that relationship with them to be able to get them to be your client if that said client is your dream client so the next one is what was the most frightening risk you took to grow your business the co-founder of owned outcomes krupa Shrinivas said, sometimes a client challenge is so big that it evokes fear and opportunity in equal parts. We celebrate scrappiness, grit, and risk tolerance. When we apply creativity and energy, fear keeps us humble and drives creative solutions while relentless iteration gets us across the finish line. In the end, we find that a good dose of fear helps to breed innovation. I would say... 
This could 100% be true. So I work with wedding pros and that industry is constantly going up and down with what's working, what's going to get published, how to find new clients or couples that are willing to pay your pricing, inflation affecting like overall budgets, all of this. If they live near like the coast and it's hurricane season, you know, your wedding may be canceled last minute. I've had to deal with that too. But the fear of having a good dose of fear helps to breed innovation. I think I have fear of letting my clients down and fear of them thinking that their goals are not my goals keeps me and my assistants on our toes. Like we're constantly look for ways to simplify their life. We're constantly not necessarily working late hours, but like I may go down the rabbit hole on my phone while I'm like, oh, I have a spark of an idea that may work for one of my planners. Let me dive into it and see how I can make this work. Alleviate stress, alleviate overwhelm, help get them to their current end goal just a little bit faster. I most of the time like it. Every once in a while, I'm like, oh, I give up. (laughs) But it's that challenge that fear and opportunity to spark creativity that has led most, if not almost all of them, are happy with the work that we are doing. And they end up basically giving us more work, which creates a long-term partnership, meaning they don't want us to go away. They're giving us more to do. So we stick around longer to help them reach new goals. We have to embrace the challenges. I work with various industries. And obviously, before I went into these industries, I did not know much of anything. So at first, with a couple of clients that I do have, we got a social media agency. I'm not good at social media. Like I do my own thing and, you know, I don't know the trends or this or that, but it's really eye opening. And with the challenges that come with it, because now when you're faced with a challenge and you're not sure of something, you have to have that resourcefulness to be able to take that opportunity to learn from it because I could say, oh, I don't want to do this because I'm afraid that I'm not going to understand this industry. But the only way that you're going to understand is to do the research and ask questions and take those opportunities to get to those creative solutions. So that could be a frightening risk to take, but you know, you're in business, you're going to have to be resourceful to figure out everything. So As we conclude decision-making this month, and it is in the spirit of Halloween, our listeners, we want you to share what you're truly afraid of. Share it in the comments, share it in a DM, hop over into our Facebook group, and then stay tuned for next month as we begin to discuss topics surrounding criticism. We will have guests for these And we'll probably have some sort of masterclass as well. So all of the information is in the show notes. And until next time. Bye. Thanks for tuning in to another episode. Remember, soft skills aren't just some fluffy buzzwords that get thrown around in the corporate world. They're the key to unlocking your full potential as a professional and a human being. Don't be afraid to invest in yourself and seek out opportunities to improve your soft skills. Sarah and I have a variety of workshops, online courses, and complimentary clarity calls for you to practice in real time with us. Links are always in the show notes. And be sure to join us next time for more insights, tips, and tricks to help you succeed in your entrepreneur encounter.